the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee. I'm the director of local ministries here on True Talk 800, also on our sister stations, 93.9 KPDQ, 104.1 The Fish, and 93.1 L Ray. And if you happen to be people of faith, may I recruit some prayer? Um, this is a tough time of the year for so many people out there, perhaps those who have lost parents uh, in the last calendar year. And in fact, last night, with all the great windstorms, there was at least one fatal accident that I'd heard of. And I hear now that there are rumors of a shooting up in Portland. So we live in scary times, my friend. So uh, if you could just keep going to God in prayer, that would be my greatest suggestion for you. Our very special guest on the air right now is Jan Markell. Not only is she the founder and president of Olive Tree Ministries, which is a Christian ministry that helps Christians see current events through the lens of the Bible, but she also hosts Understanding the Times, heard at 8 a.m. Saturdays and 5 p.m. Sundays on True Talk 800, and it's also heard Sundays at noon on our sister station, 93.9 KPDQ. Jan Markell, welcome to Difference Makers. It is a privilege to have you on board. How are you today? Yeah, Mike, uh, I'm doing okay. We got cold and you got storms, so uh, that's um, that's the way it is. We had some really howling winds out here last night in my neck of the woods down in Salem, the state capital, Jan. We had our yeah. across-the-street neighbor's shingles fly off her roof. Really? Had, uh, yeah, several of them. We had uh, fallen trees. I heard rumors of 60 or 65 miles an hour in Portland proper and out on the coast over 80 miles an hour. Cannot imagine uh, walking or driving or sitting through that, but... Anyway, let's get back to you. You are the host of Understanding the Times, not only heard on True Talk 800 and 93.9 KPDQ, but am I reading your website correctly, more than 650 stations across this country of ours? Yeah, I started in 2001 on a Salem station in the Twin Cities, um, AM 980 KKMS, and they had just come to the Twin Cities in the late 90s, which uh, was strongly needed here. Um, we had lots of Christian music here. We had lots of Christian teaching, but we sure didn't have Christian talk. And when I heard Christian talk come to my hometown, I really um, turned, turned, my, turned my ears up because I found it fascinating. And uh, they had a wonderful local talk host uh, back then. And I kind of got uh, bitten by this uh, Christian talk radio. I, I'd heard a little bit. I'd heard some of the national programs and really enjoyed it. But um, So I tried it myself in April of '01, not having, obviously, any idea that our world would change forever in September of 2001. Mm-hmm. And we'd need to be, start to talk more and more and more after that time about, about current events, about... Um, how do we apply the Bible more to our lives? How do we apply the Bible to be able to cope with our times? And as I like to say, almost every program, things aren't falling apart. They're falling in place. 
And uh, that was my beginning on radio. I've been in ministry since the mid-1980s, but didn't try radio until, as I said, thankfully, the uh, Salem team came to town here in the late 90s, and I am forever grateful. That's fantastic. So what ministries were you involved in before you launched Understanding the Times on the Radio? Well, I started ministry career with Jews for Jesus, and... uh, uh, and then I, I happened to move on to a, a Messianic Jewish congregation, and then I put together Olive Tree Ministries in the mid-'80s. But, um, Mike, I also had a battle with something that some of your listeners will identify with, and it's called the uh, the chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, which got an official diagnosis in 1987. And um, it's a strange illness that came along in the 80s that... Um, it's pretty debilitating. I struggled with it for 20 years. I tried to minister at the same time. It's very difficult because it's crushing, crushing fatigue. And anybody who has it understands that um, to carry on in full-time ministry or a job with that particular illness, which is quite common now, that disease is, um, it's pretty pretty next to impossible. I did. I, I pretty much carried on anyway, but it, it certainly got in the way of um, of my ministry. God simply removed that in uh, August of 2000. I got up one morning in August of 2000, and after 20 years of struggling with it, literally struggling with it day after day after day, um, I wasn't tired. And a week later, I wasn't tired. And a month later, I wasn't tired. And I just decided. Well, God decided it was enough of that. And it was time that I really jumped into ministry. And then, as I said, um, September of one, our whole life changed and, and will be forever changed until the Lord returns, uh, simply because um, we're engaged in uh, World War III, whether our present administration wants to admit that or not. I think that's what we're in. So for those of us who are less familiar with chronic fatigue syndrome, what exactly were you going through on a probably a daily basis for that yeah. 20 years before God so delivered you? Well... <laughs> It's uh, if anybody's had mononucleosis, it's like chronic mononucleosis. It's a crushing, crushing fatigue where you can lie down and rest for three hours. You can get eight, ten good hours of sleep, but you'll get up and you'll still be probably too tired to do any kind of physical work, and you may be too tired to even engage your brain. Um, it's just a real sick fatigue. And again, in the 80s, 90s, and today, it's a very common illness, very, very common. And uh, you know, why has it just come along here in the last 30 years? I don't. I have no idea. I think it's a mystery. But uh, and and many suggest it's stress induced. And of course, our times have been so stressful in the last 30 years, and getting more so every day. And and I have a, I have a hunch that that's what um, kicks it into gear. Um, they think it's a virus, but they don't know for sure. And uh, it'll never show up on any test. So anybody who's listening who might be um, as I did, running to doctors trying to get a sort of a, a, a showing on some sort of a test that this is wrong and this is wrong, and, and, and if we treat it this way, it'll go away. It'll never show up on any test of any kind. Um, so you're, you're, you feel so helpless, and it's one of those things where God has to either do a miracle or you're... As a matter of fact, I wrote a book about it, Waiting for a Miracle, 
And uh, fortunately, I got my miracle in summer of 2000. Not everybody does. I have that on my website if anybody wants to look that up. But, but it, and I think if, if folks don't have that uh, particular thing to hamper them, they've got something else because we're everyone struggles with something. That's just a part of this fallen human uh, human condition is that we're going to either struggle with health or we're going to struggle with finances or relationships or sometimes one or more or all three of those things because that's that's just a part of the nature of uh, this fallen earth until we get to glory uh, where there's no more struggling, crying, tears, or anything else. Uh, we've got a lot of struggle in this life. So flashback to... August 2000, Jan Markell of Olive Tree Ministries and radio host of Understanding the Times. Jan, did you, over time, pray that God would remove this thorn from you, or had you just given in to the fact that this was something you were going to have to deal with for the rest of your life, unless things changed? That's that's a good question, Um, Mike. I I think for the first 10, 15 years, I probably sought prayer every opportunity— almost on overdrive seeking prayer and and hoping God would just do somehow do a miracle and it didn't happen. I think the last probably five years I sort of gave up and just decided running around waiting for that miracle. It wasn't going to happen and then it did. But, you know, having said that, miracles don't happen for everybody and I don't want to make the assumption that they do because for some people they're going to struggle and all their life with a particular illness till they get to eternity. Not that I don't go through some health struggles now, but I have to say it's nothing like that particular syndrome that, uh, again, is just raging through. Um, so many people have it today. It's, it's just uh, it's just almost as common as, uh, as the flu or the cold today. Um, it used to be called Epstein-Barr virus, and then they came up in 1987, with chronic fatigue syndrome for the official name of the uh, of the disease, even though, as I say, even if when it was called Epstein Barr virus, there was no test you could take that would. You just had to find. You just had to follow certain symptoms, and if you had about six or eight symptoms, then they declared you have this disease. So, you can't take a pill. You can't um, get it proven with a test, and there's nothing you can do can't even alter your lifestyle because all the rest in the world won't make it go away. God truly has to do a miracle. But we can thank and praise God when he, he brings the miracle, as he did to you, Jan Markell. So in our last yeah. minute before taking a break, yeah. do you have any words of advice for those of us who might be going through symptoms or similarities along the lines of chronic fatigue syndrome that you were delivered from? Well, I would say don't lose faith, and, and towards the end I did, um, but that was after about 15 years of suffering. Um, one tends to probably give up, and you know, in some cases, some might even take their life because they're, they're giving up. So I think I would say if you can hang on and believe God has not left you, there is a purpose for the suffering. There's always a purpose for the suffering, um, and that in eternity, all of these things, we're not even going to remember. The Bible says the former things are passed away, so in eternity, we won't remember the suffering but to try to hang on and not give up and don't fall into complete despair. It's easier said than done, but I've been there, so I think I can say that. Amen to that. Thank you, Jan Markell, the host of Understanding the Times. We'll hear more from Jan next on Difference Makers right here on True Talk 800. 
Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here with Jan Markell, the host of Understanding the Times, heard 8 a.m. Saturdays and 5 p.m. Sundays right here on True Talk 800, as well as Sundays at noon on 93.9 KPDQ and 650-odd stations across this great country. Jan, thanks so much for joining us today. And as a longtime radio host, I want to know, what hosts do you enjoy listening to? Who've influenced you over your uh, over the years when it comes to your approach, your style, and the impact you'd like to make on your audience? Well, that's that's a good question. Um, the one who influenced me the most was the gentleman who helped me get my start here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Tom Marsland was his name. Again, he was with a local uh, KKMS uh, station, uh, Salem station in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, he had a great, great style of conducting talk radio. Um, he's a friend and acquaintance to this day. I um, certainly appreciate um, the the uh, years that Janet Parshall has been doing this, and um, I try to catch Janet Mefford whenever I can. I uh, don't get much other Christian talk radio um, because there isn't any in Minneapolis-St. Paul area, so I have to catch the national programs. Um, so, I mean, I, I think uh, obviously the first thing that's required if you're going to try to do something like this, and it's not the most pleasant assignment, is to stay up with the tide of our times, the news of the day, follow even all the troubling stories, and today they just never quit. Um, and I think a lot of people, I don't say aren't willing to do that, but it gets too, it gets too discouraging to track every depressing story that's going on around the world. And so I think the natural inclination is to turn it off and to um, keep yourself, how can I say, more mentally balanced by not getting um, uh, burdened with some of these issues that are going around the world. Um, I take a little bit different approach, and that is things are falling in place that the Bible predicted would happen for a last generation. I believe we're in the last days, uh, and that's been kind of the heart of my ministry for uh, 30 years. I believe we're smack dab in the middle of them. I mean, does that mean we have a week, a month, a year, five, ten years left? I don't know. I would never begin to make those kinds of speculations. But uh, I think when we uh, peruse what's going on from a biblical perspective, and particularly what the Bible said would eventually happen uh, to a last generation, then things make sense, and they aren't quite as troubling um, so I think the story of 2014 has been the persecution of Christians, and particularly in the Middle East, and 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 that and that alone has been also the most troubling story. Hang on, just a second, Mike. Certainly. <clears throat> just so you know, uh, folks, uh, Jan Markell's Olive Tree Ministries is Jan's. Facebook page, and she'll promote some great things coming up, like this weekend's program, which centers on stunning events for the 2014-2015 season. So make sure that you do tune in to Understanding the Times, whether it's here on True Talk at 100, Saturday morning at 8, Sunday evening at 5, or on 93.9 KPDQ, Sundays at noon. Jan, did I stall long enough for you to get your coughing spell Yeah, you did, thanks. <laughs> you're very yeah. welcome. Yeah, you're a professional. Yeah, so I, I just think we need to look at things from what the, what the Bible said is going to happen, is happening, is going to happen in the future, and if we can do that, if we can see things from a biblical perspective, we're going to be able to hang on a little bit longer. But as I was saying, I think the story of 2014, 
um, is the persecution of uh, of Christians all over the world. But what seemed to get the uh, attention would be the persecution uh, heavily by this ISIS, this um, Islamic State, of Christians in in the Middle East. And, you know, uh, Mike, what really troubles me is that some people will write me... um, or call and say, well, you know, they 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 may not be real Christians, or they may they they sure worship differently than we do. Well, you know, that shouldn't matter when they're being crucified and beheaded and buried alive, and we could go on, but I won't. Um, it shouldn't matter. They're care they're dying and suffering because they're carrying or wearing the cross of Christ, and that should be enough for um, every Christian to be concerned about. And last I heard, I was not put in charge of deciding who is saved and not saved. And, exactly. And last I checked my Bible out, I believe that humankind is created in the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, so doesn't that mean that they count? I don't know. Just That's just me. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And if they aren't members of the First Baptist Church, it shouldn't matter. And it just shocks me and amazes me that Things like that uh, are so important to some people. I don't think thief number two had time to get water baptized and uh, say a a certain creed (laughs) before he went up to heaven with Jesus, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, again, um, the Bible said that, particularly in the last days, Jews and Christians would be targeted. And lo and behold, today we see Jews and Christians being targeted heavily and in a very, very serious way. So how how do you, Jan Markell of Olive Tree Ministries and Understanding the Times, because you're so focused on pointing Christians and allowing them to see current events through a biblical lens, how do you ever turn it off? At the end of the day on a Friday, are you able to kick back and relax? Are you able to turn off your TV and your laptop, and, and, and Twitter, and Facebook, and all and this information overload that we are yeah. both blessed and cursed with nowadays, Bro- are you able to just kick and back cursed. and relax and do anything, and not be Jan Marco, radio host, and just be Jan? I can, uh, but my lifestyle might be a little bit different than some of your listeners. I mean, I happen to be single. I, you know, I, I never married. My family, I, I have a house full of cats running around here. Uh, running around home and office, and as well as some employees, but but so I, I'm not quite so. Um, I can I can stay at the laptop a little bit longer than some people can. So I'm also kind of addicted to what's happening in this world. But to answer your question, I try to break away from it now and then, and meet a good friend and enjoy a coke and a. And a good meal somewhere, so they have, we do that now and then. It's important to fellowship with others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, a friend of mine is a high school math teacher, and he's telling me that this particular generation is especially stunted by the technology and the mm-hmm. social media and the World Wide Web to a point mm-hmm. where high school kids are looking down at their phones and nice enough people are walking by and they're not making eye contact or, or right. interacting or trying to get together, introduce themselves, ask each other out on dates because they're so buried in their online world. It, it, it kind of saddens me. So I'm encouraged, Jan Markell, that with as much you have on your plate as a national radio host, that you do take time to kick back and relax. And, and if God himself took the seventh day off, who am yeah. I to think I can work 28 days in a row and, and get away with it without burning out or yeah, getting depressed I, over the, the things of this world? 
Um, couldn't agree more. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And uh, particularly when you're, the eyes and the mind focus on things that aren't uh, the most edifying, you've got to break away from it at times. And even if you're just going to focus on uh, on Washington or on politics, it's they're going to get you down because um, our politicians uh, will let us down. There's going to be perfect government someday, but Jesus Christ will be ruling and governing that. In the meantime, um, even just watching some national events, uh, they're going to get us down because things don't work well. Well, that's for sure. So do you have anything positive you'd like to bring up that's happened in recent news? There's enough of the negative, Jen, but has anything struck you recently that just encouraged you and lightened your spirit? Well, I, um, I obviously I'm having to stop and think about that. And um, I... Uh, if we can stay in the realm of of Washington for a moment, I'm encouraged that there's a little band of um, politicians in Washington who behave as rather righteous people first and sort of politicians second and are trying to do what's right for the people of America. And um, I've seen them in action again this, this last few days where they're trying to hold the uh, politicians' feet to the fire so that the people of America could get their country back. And, and they, they encourage me. Um, I'm encouraged by uh, some of the pastors I hear from across the country who are committed to preaching a very sound gospel. I think they're getting fewer and fewer, but as long as I keep hearing from them, I'm going to be in, encouraged. They are not going to cave to an emergent church message or a seeker-sensitive message. They want to uh, continue to preach an unadulterated Word of God. So that always encourages me. Um, so those those are a couple of things here in the last couple of days because I've just had a few emails to that effect. And I'm also encouraged, Mike, by the number of individuals who write to me. By the way, if I can just and I'm going to say this extremely carefully, and I'm not certainly going to name any names. Go for it. We got a donation today, largest donation of 2014, from a KPDQ listener. So we are encouraged by people who are willing to do that and bless this ministry, and I think bless the Lord, to keep a ministry like this going. I had no idea about that news, and I'm very pleasantly yeah. surprised by it, knowing that we are one of the two least churched cities in this great country. And that's of ours. amazing. That, that, that's fantastic. Of course, I guess the positive about that, Jan Markell, of understanding the times is here in Portland, things are relatively black and white when it comes to your faith. It's not like, mm-hmm. say, down in the Bible Belt, where a lot of people will go to church because culturally that's just what you do. That's and right. I'm imagining mm-hmm. some people go into church for 40 years with zero relationship with the Lord. And while that grieves me, at least up here, when you have people fighting to put together churches in an area where it's not politically correct or Mm -hmm. necessarily popular, at least that, in my mind, stands out just a little more. And when these people act in faith, and they don't just speak, but they're doing for the community with no strings attached, I think that's when we have the potential to oftentimes make the greatest impact toward a society which isn't really geared today to, to be that fond of Christians overall. Well, I spent Thanksgiving 07 in Portland, and I went out there to to visit a friend who was without a church, and uh, she had tried, she had visited a number of churches in the Portland area and wanted to uh, 
try one more. And so I came out to try to be an encouragement in that realm and go visit that church. She wanted to try to get involved in the Calvary Chapel out there. Um, and I, I heard how tough it can be from many perspectives to be in your neck of the woods. Um, so we visited that little church. I think there were about 10 people there that day, but at least folks were in church, a few of them anyway. So you're right. That's a tough part of the country, but it is here as well. And I'm sure you're well aware that Minnesota is the uh, kind of the socialist capital of America and really the Islamic capital of America, too. So maybe that's in- why you struck some chords here in Portland, Jan Markel. Thank you <laughs> so much for being a guest here on Difference Makers. Don't forget to tune in to Understanding the Times Saturday at 8 p.m. and 5 p.m. Sundays right here on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with our very special guest expert, Jan Markell, founder and president of Olive Tree Ministries. Find out more about not just Understanding the Times, but Jan's other ministries at olivetreeviews.org. That's olivetreeviews.org. On Facebook at Jan Markell's Olive Tree Ministries, even on a YouTube channel, Olive Tree Ministries, and heard Sundays at noon on 93.9 KPDQ, as well as here on True Talk 800, Saturday mornings at 8 and Sunday evenings at 5. So, Jan, thank you so much for joining us from Minnesota today. Yeah. Tell us about your special that you're hosting for the weekend, the year-end review. Well, um, I have two guests uh, this weekend, and the one is... Somebody, if any in your audience are kind of regular listeners, they'll recognize the name of of Bill Koenig. He happens to be a White House correspondent. He's in the press corps, and he's probably one of maybe two or three conservatives uh, and conservative Christians. And, uh, boy, he really struggles because, um, you know, he's with a liberal bunch who don't really want to hear what he has to represent or think about or talk about. Um. So, Bill, I have worked with him since 2002, and he's served in a couple of administrations. Um, anyway, he and he's a tremendous watcher of the times, tremendous watcher of the times. And so, we're gonna we're gonna look at some stories that have been huge in uh, 2014, including the midterm election. And then I did ask him what he felt would be the story that we're gonna. It's probably gonna be headlines in 2015, and. And he and I both agree that it's going to probably be um, an Israeli strike on Iran to neutralize their nuclear program because um, they're in the line of fire. They're the ones that uh, the Iranians want to exterminate. And, of course, we know God won't let that happen. But nonetheless, that's their intent, and they could do a lot of damage trying to wreak some kind of destruction on the Jewish state. Um, so we think that sometime in possibly even early 2015, we may wake up and find the headline story is going to be that Israel, and it'll be probably a week-long campaign, is engaged in neutralizing the nuclear program that the mullahs have in Iran. And uh, those, those, those nukes can reach parts of Europe, and in just a matter of a few years, they'll be able to reach America. So, again, you know, scary times. But uh, God remains in control, and nothing that happens surprises him. He does; he is aware of everything that's going on, and he has a reason for everything that's going on. Oh, that's for sure. Jan, yeah. since your program, Understanding the Times, is so focused on current events through a biblical 
worldview or perspective. You're very politically oriented and experienced. So could you give us the names of any blue chip up and comers in Washington or throughout the country that you're very encouraged by that you see a great potential in? Well, I will say I'm saddened that my dear friend, uh, and she is a dear friend, I've known her for years, uh, Michelle Bachman, is stepping down from Congress here in a few weeks. And what your listeners may not know is ISIS has been targeting Michelle for about three months with ads that are um, when they, the recruiting ads that ISIS has, and in the middle of a recruiting ad, they'll run a speech that Michelle might have given somewhere, and particularly if Michelle is standing up and speaking against radical Islam, um, they might run one of those kinds of speeches. Um, her life is in danger every minute of the day because of this. This is new. This started happening in early October. She sent me an email or a text, I don't recall which, I made an email with a link that I could see the um, the ad that they were running, and then a week or two later they had another ad uh, uh, that's a recruiting promo um, using her with kind of to fan the flames, so to speak. And I would incur, and she steps down January 1st. She's been in Congress since 2006 from Minnesota's 6th District. And I would encourage your listeners, whether they agree with her politically or not, to pray for this woman because once she steps down, that doesn't mean she won't still be in danger. And um, Christians need to pray for those in Congress who are Christians, and she is one who's very outspoken in her faith. And that's one reason she's very hated is because she represents the things of God all the time. And she's an end-time watcher as well. So she's been on my programs numbers of times with some Washington insights, and she tries to stand up for righteousness. She's paid a high price for that. So Jan Markell, host of Understanding the Times, is that when you first became personal friends with Michelle Bachman? Was it because of your radio program? Or did you know each other outside of that? Yeah, um, um, we go back almost 30 years, but um, she's been very supportive of my ministry in the last 13 or 14 years, and she'll be one of my conference speakers in fall of 2015, if I could just say a word about that, because we have attendees from KPDQ who come out for my conference, um, and we have speakers like Joel Rosenberg, Urban Lutzer, uh, we've had some um, speakers that folks are willing to travel far and wide to hear. And fall 2015, October 2nd, 3rd, we have Robert Jeffress, First Baptist Church of uh, Dallas, Michelle Bachman, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Hill, excuse me, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California, and Amir Sarfati, who is an Israeli, who's a Homeland Security Specialist. And those four will be um, speaking, that'll be Friday, Saturday, October 2nd, 3rd. Uh, 2015 here in a suburb of Minneapolis, and as I said, we've had folks from KPDQ come all the time, KG, from KGNW as well, and from our other, some of our networks, they attend around the country. It's the largest apologetics conference in America. It focuses on apologetics, Bible prophecy, current events from a biblical perspective. We talk about everything from Islam to the Lord's return. I mean, we cover the gamut of topics. And uh, we'll be doing that again next fall. Visit my website, Olive Tree Views, V-I-E-W-S, 
and go to conferences, and it's all spelled out there. And we'd love to see more folks from your area. That's olivetreeviews.org, olivetreeviews.org. And Jan, as a 30-year-plus personal friend of Michelle Bachman, do you have any personal insights or stories you'd like to share about her character that the average person might not know? Well, I'll tell you, um, (laughs) both of us are... Um, particularly Michelle, what happens to me is minor in comparison. Um, but you put us together when she's my radio guest. Um, we are both so hammered from the left, from the left-wing websites who want to hang particularly her out to dry with complete fabrications, lies, things to slander her character, which is just impeccable. Uh, not only her, but her husband as well. Marcus Bachman also is uh, is a dear friend. He's um, in, owns some Christian counseling clinics, and the gay community has come against him because he believes and engages in a kind of counseling where some of the homosexuals can be set free from that lifestyle. And as a result, he's been a target of uh, the gay community coming against him in just a vicious, vicious manner. And between the two of them, and they always maintain a smile. They always maintain um, the joy of the Lord, and they always are other-focused. It is truly amazing, and I just marvel at how they um, are able to keep calm and keep other-focused in spite of the persecution. But that is what God calls us to do, and all the very many references in the Bible but always thinking upon the needs of others, others first. And so I appreciate folks who are able to do that in spite of what they're going through. But that's what I know about them. It's no matter what, they're, what they go through, they'll maintain the joy of the Lord at all, at all times. And uh, they're incredible people. That's good to know. And we are indeed called to do that throughout good circumstances, as well as the tough ones. And people yeah. are oppressing us and opposed to us. And a lot of that time, it's, it's not justified. And it goes by stereotypes or libel or slander. But if you're right with God, he will see you through that. So regarding these apologetics conferences that you've been hosting in Minnesota, are there any keynote speaker names that have really touched you personally and stood out? Yeah, um, certainly the couple I mentioned, um, Erwin Lutzer, who's been with us many times, and Joel Rosenberg, who's a great representative of what's going on in God's land, Israel, and he's living there now. Um, I think those two have profoundly affected my audience. I think um, some Bible prophecy teachers have as well, Dr. Mark Hitchcock and Dr. Ron Rhodes. And Dr. Ron Rhodes was the uh, Bible answer man. That's years ago now with Walter Martin. And uh, those two men have have ignited my audience in a very, very serious way. So um, I think, and there, we've had so many. We've had 18 conferences, and uh, to, to run through all of them and some and some of the, the highlights of those what those speakers have shared. I <laughs> well, we even had Hal Lindsey back in '05 and '04 and '05, and and um, to try to bring us up to date on uh, on Bible prophecy. So. Um, I have been blessed to get to know some of these uh, teachers and some of these men, and they've been primarily guys, but uh, we've had a few women. Uh, but as I said, next year we'll have Michelle. And this past year in October, this current year rather, October 2014, I was able to, to be a speaker as well. And uh, um, 
I gave a message on the presidents of the United States and how they have treated Israel since uh, 1917. That went over very big. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Times and lending your financial support as well, listeners. Don't forget to find out more information on Jan Markell's website, olivetreeviews.org. When we return to Difference Makers, more about Jan Markell herself on True Talk 800. We're speaking with Jan Markell, host of Understanding the Times. And regarding that conference that we were speaking about, the Understanding the Times Fall 2015 conference comes to Grace Church in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, October 2nd and 3rd of 2015. No cost, no registration. More information on the road at olivetreeviews.org. And don't forget to listen to Understanding the Times, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 5 p.m. on True Talk 800, Also, Sundays at noon on 93.9 KPDQ on a YouTube channel and a whole lot more. So, Jan, have you enjoyed your walk through being a radio host? I have. Um, It's kept me um, having to always be in tune with the issues of the day. And um, I think think some of the feedback that I've gotten, and of course we all get the negative, but... um, some of the encouraging feedback that um, people have have been, I, I hesitate to use the word educated, let's say informed, uh, better informed because, and I think the most, the most common comment I get is, we don't hear your kind of information hardly anywhere, or at least they, they would say it's very, very difficult to find. Um, not everybody you know, lives in a community where they get uh, some of the, networks and stations that you and I are familiar with, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hearing in some small towns and some big towns, so, but when I hear that I can't get this kind of information hardly anywhere else, it's very rewarding that I'm able to sort of touch a nerve and make a difference, and I think, Mike, that in, that's something you would identify with. You want to make, you want to know that you're making a difference, and not just a difference for now, but a difference for eternity, and that's what's rewarding. And maybe we won't see these differences here on this we earth. We may not. We may not. But if we're seeking Christ's guidance, then it's okay. Yes. So, uh, Jan Markell, you told us that uh, you spent some time in ministries before coming on the radio with Jews for Jesus. Can you tell us where you grew up in the first place in your family life and things like that? Yes. Um, I have a Jewish background, and that's why I was attracted to Jews for Jesus. But I think the thing that turned my life upside down as a young person was taking that first trip to Israel. And uh, I can't stress strongly enough, you hear, well, the Bible comes alive, and that's true. Um, But if you have a Jewish heritage, going to Israel is an extremely moving experience. I mean, there aren't many nations that are... are, um, Ethnic, you, there, there, there aren't. I guess there's a nation of Italy that's pretty uh, it, Italian ethnic, and perhaps Sweden. But, uh, but to 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 actually have a Jewish state, of course, it was prophesied that it would happen, that they would be reborn as a nation. And when you go there and you see the miracle that that wasteland which Mark Twain said in the, um, about 1860, he said nothing could survive here. He was, he was uh, on some kind of a trip over there and said the uh, only thing that's living over here is some scorpions. 
that was about 1860. By 1880, the Jews began to come there for reasons, because they wanted to get back to their homeland. By uh, 1917, the Balfour Declaration came along, which allowed it to get to be reborn, because Great Britain said they thought that was a good idea. And obviously by 1948, it officially happened. And then you take a trip there in the 1970s, 80s, 90s, or today, it is truly a modern-day miracle. At the end of the 20th century, when people were saying, well, what was the greatest event of the 20th century? And they would list all sorts of things that were rather astounding. Nobody was saying the rebirth of Israel, which is perhaps the greatest modern-day miracle. But then God said he would do it, and he did. So that was what turned my life upside down as a young person. And uh, I came back from that trip, and (laughs) who was ministering at my church but Jews for Jesus. And so I went up to them and I said, I think I'm supposed to be a part of this organization. And they said, well, why don't you come on the witnessing trip that we do every year in New York, New York City? Uh, we spend three weeks there on the streets handing out gospel tracts. And why don't you join us? And so about six months later, I did exactly that. It was a little bit like a military experience just because it was grueling with not much sleep and um, a lot of activity on the streets and a lot of harassment and being cursed at and even you know pushed around a lot. Um, but that was my initiation into the world of, of Christian ministry, and sort of the rest is history. That was late 1970s, and then I went on to kind of form my own ministry, um, Olive Tree Ministries. But I, I guess... As I say all of that, anybody who's listening, who's um, in my ministry, will be leading a trip to Israel in 2015. It'll be mid-November, and they can uh, go on my website or call my office for more information. But it will be a life changer if um, any of your listeners can make that first-time trip to Israel. So tell me, Jan Markell, host of Understanding the Times Radio, how did a girl growing up in a Jewish household come to know the Lord in the first place? Well, friends, as a as a dragged me to hear a Jewish evangelist, I was 11 years old. His name was Dr. Hyman Appleman. I didn't want to go that day. I wanted to play with my friends, but other friends said, you need to go hear this Jewish evangelist. I kicked and screamed all the way. But when he began speaking that day, that 11-year-old heart that really didn't fully understand what he was talking about, um, connected with him, and when he said, you need to be born again, I knew I needed to do that and uh, let Jesus Christ become the Lord and Savior of my life and uh, turn me around, turn my to my parents around. I don't have any siblings. And um, we then happened to move a few weeks later. We moved um, next door to a wonderful, wonderful Baptist church that was able to ground me uh, theologically and uh, teach me a lot of, of what I know today. So that's the short form of what happened. That's a great testimony, Jan. So did your parents come with you to that Jews for Jesus speaker, or did you come to the Lord first and then introduce Jesus to them? Yeah, it was more I came to faith as a little 11-year-old kid and went home and told them, and then things kind of turned around. So it's uh, it's an unusual story, but, you know, when God is at work— um, these things should be expected. Because, That's for sure. And the Bible yeah. talks about not um, silencing the children. 
mm-hmm. by any means. And it certainly worked in the case of you, Jan yeah. Markell, and your parents as a result. So, yeah. Growing up on Long Island in New York, I have got plenty of lovely friends Good. who grew up in the Good. Jewish faith. Good. So can you give us any suggestions or encouragement about those of us who have culturally Jewish friends or neighbors that we'd love to share the love of Christ with? Yeah, it's not impossible. It's difficult, but not impossible. And I think uh, first you need to be a friend and uh, let them know you're sharing your faith, not because you're an evangelist, but because you care about them. And whether they may reject it, I don't know. In some cases they will, some cases they won't. Um, just hang in there and continue to be a friend and continue to share the, the, the proper Bible verses and let your life be a testimony. And you'll be amazed. Um, it might take a little longer than somebody else, but um, you might be amazed at what's going to happen. I, I do encourage folks to um, not, you know, not give up in complete despair, no matter who it is, and whether it's an Italian or no matter what ethnic group, Catholic doesn't matter. Or how about if a burned a church kid who's walked? Away, how about a burned church kid who walked away from the faith at one point? That's another, um, another candidate to witness to, in my opinion. He, I, yeah, what kid? Uh, someone who may have gotten burned or have oh, burned, had, had burned, a bad yeah. experience in yeah, a church well, he or she grew up in. They're out there, too. They, they're out there, too. Um, now, that's, that's probably even more difficult than the Jewish kid because uh, they've been hurt and they've been wounded. Um, don't give up. Don't give up. I tell you, uh, the, the more things get desperate, as they are, in America and the world, the more people are willing to listen. They really are. And and financial times, I think, are going to get rough. So don't give up. Don't despair. Just hang in there, please. Please. People hung in there with me, with my parents, with others that I know and love. They hung in there, and it does uh, pay off in the long run. Never give up. A great word of encouragement from Jan Markell, the host of Understanding the Times. Tune in Saturday mornings at 8 and Sunday evenings at 5 on True Talk 800. Also Sundays at noon on 93.9 KPDQ. Jan, in our last half minute, would you like to say hi to anyone in particular? Oh, my dear, dear friend, Pat Smith. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for um, for being there, KPDQ, so she could get acquainted with this ministry. It's a privilege to have you on our airwaves. Jan Markell, the founder and president of Olive Tree Ministries. Check out more information on her website, olivetreeviews.org. That's olivetreeviews.org. Thanks so much, Jan Markell, for joining us right here on Difference Mike, Makers. it's been my privilege. Thanks. And thank you for listening to True Talk 800. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.